Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the best show on PC, PC Footy, where we talk about the best sports in the world, football. You Americans call it soccer, we understand. To, to my right, I have one of the panelists. Would you introduce yourself? Let's get ready for the show. What's up, y'all? I'm Wiley. Uh, my grant, y'all call me Wiley. Grant of right here. How y'all doing today? Let's talk some so- football. It's been crazy, crazy weekend. So there's a lot to talk crazy. about. Crazy. So. How was your weekend, bro? How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Got a lot of rest. Watched a lot, a lot of games. Got a it was a crazy weekend. So we're not only with what happened past week, but this weekend was just a little crazy in Europe with all the stuff that happened and all the games going on. So it was a very, very, very very fun week in uh, the world of football. So there's a lot, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. It has been an amazing week of football. We've had amazing games. Currently, Chelsea is playing against Tottenham. It's 1-1 half. There has been how many? Four VAR decisions so five. far in the first half. Five. Five VAR decisions five. so far in the first half. It is 1-1. There has been how many disallowed goals? It is a very action-packed game. Me and Wiley were going through the game even before we came live. Um, before we start everything, let's talk about like the first half of the Chelsea Arsenal game, uh, Chelsea Tottenham game. What do you think about this bar decision? So, what do you think about bar in general? I, I think, and I said this to you before the show. There's really not a big way that you can defend it really at this point. I think it's kind of like I think what i said before it's like you can so say uh your team scores right mm-hmm. you have the excitement of scoring the goal but it kind of disallows it you're kind of dissimmers because you have to wait for the referee to see if it counts from var which is another official to see it counts and if they disagree and then what var says and it's kind of a cross 50 50 situation where it's like now it's kind of made the joy of getting a goal die out because now I feel like it's more we're seeing less excitement for goals because we have to wait to see if it counts and I think that's kind of really killing the VAR killing the the excitement of the game which I think is messing up a lot of moments but like in this game especially I think the biggest thing is Tottenham started extremely aggressive they started off very fast and when they got their Kulu got their first goal Kuluzeski at their first goal within six minutes. That's honestly what they needed to start. And if Son hadn't had a inch of that foot offside, I bet you it's 2-0 and Chelsea's not coming back. Yeah. Then, you know, Romero gets the red. Now it's a 10-man game. And then Chelsea have just been fighting and they have had multiple chances to score and they just have not been able to make make it count when they needed to. In order, and if they're going to want to win this game in the second half, they have to be able to do that. That's like the best way I can say that you will win a game. Because I think the problem is right now with Chelsea, they are playing man-to-man on every single play on every, on the backfield. And then after that, it's just like they're leaving a big piece of the of the right half of the field open, and that's just letting Tottenham go – up into the corner to make it attack work. And I just think that's what's costing them. But, you know, it's crazy game. Uh, it's been an amazing half so far. Me, what I've deduced from this first half is the fact that Tottenham are in for business. 
I have so much belief in their new coach. Mind you, we spoke about the fact that losing Harry Kane was going to be a detriment to the squad. We actually spoke about the fact that them losing Harry Kane, they are losing 30, 35 goals in a season. He has been one of the most prolific strikers in the EPOs for a long time. So losing this type of firepower was supposed to bring the team down. But the new coach is like, you know, weathering the storm. I feel like his superpower is like his... Com his uh, he has like a very solid or should I say a very relaxed composure to him. Even mm -hmm. when the game is going south, he has like a very calm nature where he can make decisions that change the game. And I feel like he's a manager who is like not only... Uh, tactic, not only tactically gifted, he's also a man manager. Look at mm -hmm. the way the players are playing. Son is playing at a different level. Son's Liverpool uh, um, leadership role is amazing. Look at the new players coming in, finding it easy to gel into the team. That means tactically he's creating something that is so amazing. He's creating something that is so amazing. Shout out to Laurent in the chat. Shout out to Ron in the chat. Shout out to Louis. They said fire. No, right. they are talking about my shit. No, they're bro. talking about this. They are talking this is, about this, this is shit, from when bro. we shocked the you know, world. They this are is talking from when about we shocked the world. Okay. I know for I, sure. I, I, I know for sure. I know for sure. Ron is talking about this shit. The best club yeah. in the world. You know, two seasons ago, one of the most fire jerseys out there. Oh, you already yeah. know. Yeah. So that, that is going back so, to Son. Real quick, mm -hmm. I've seen, I've watched Hyung Min Son's career from like the very beginning when he was in, when he was in Korea and then he went to Hamburg, excuse when he went to Hamburg and then he was in the under 17s. This guy is one of the most talented players in the world. And I think a lot of people overlook his talent because I think when he went to Tottenham, I think he was outshone. He was outshone by Harry Kane and all this because of who Harry Kane was for the club. And the, the basically, he was the biggest. Like when you think of Tottenham for like the past five years, it's definitely you have to say that Harry Kane was the biggest name. Now that mm -hmm. he is not at that club, Son has been given his opportunity to shine, and he has taken the role so well. And I'm so glad that. Ange decided to give him the opportunity to put him in that decision because I think now he is – I think if Saad can continue the way he's playing right now, there is no doubt in my mind that he could be one of the top scorers in the Premier League because the way – like if you watch how he attacks, right? Say, mm -hmm. Like for example, the goal that they just scored. He's sprinting like full speed. Like he is zooming in between the Chelsea defenders. And it's like you don't see a lot of players who have that speed outside of like I would say Salah, Holland, mm -hmm. um, KDB. There's a lot of guys like that, but I think Son, like when I've seen this guy play, if you can get him the ball, like he's not missing. And that's what's crazier to me because he has so much speed. And I think looking at him, he's always been a problem. So put yeah. some respect on my boy Son, because he is outperforming right now in this new role. That is amazing. So, chats, today we are going to talk about the EPL. We are going to recap all of the games in the EPL last weekend. 
We are also going to talk about a little about the Italian league. We are going to talk about some of the ins and outs of other leagues. The La Liga, Real Madrid, as you can see in the description, Real Madrid have dropped points. And it came in a crazy way. We are going to delve into it. We are also going to talk about the rare win of Manchester United. It doesn't come often lately. Manchester United have been so deplorable that when they get a win, we talk about it like it's a surprise. Wow. And yeah. we are going to talk about Bumhag. You know, we talk about him week in, week out. It seems like I am hating when I'm talking about him, but the truth is he hasn't been impressive. So to delve into it, let's talk about this weekend Saturday's games. And Saturday rounds in Saturday's round of games, we had a few surprising fixtures. Let me run through some of the fixtures on Saturday. It started with Fulham versus Manchester United, where Manchester United won 1-0 by the skin of their teeth, like it was a last-minute goal. 90 plus one from Bruno Fernandes, one of the favorite players to be talked about on the show. What did you think about those the Manchester United Fulham fixture? Honestly, it's an absolute mid-table classic. Look at what mm -hmm. Manchester United have become. This is like the one of Bruno's most significant goals that I have seen him had this season, and it's against wow. Fulham. My thing with Manchester United is that whole game that I watched, they were playing like sloppy. They had chances there you should have scored, and they were completely missing. They were giving up the ball way too easily in the midfield, and it was causing them multiple times to lose the ball and have Fulham on a counterattack. I think if Fulham had – there was two goals, two shots that I saw. If one of those had gone in, I don't think Manchester United's winning that game because I think the way Ten Hag said that he wants them to play football – He's saying, I can't play it in this system. Yes, mm -hmm. you can. You just have to change the system and you have to find ways to work it with each player. I think what I'm seeing from Ten Hag right now is he's assuming that that goal that was gifted, like like they said, it was basically gift wrap. Yeah. And that's how they won that game. Like, they can't – if Manchester United want to get back into a better form going mm -hmm. into the next half of the season, they can't keep playing like this. Because we're I'm right. gonna go like this happened with Brentford, this happened, uh, this happened with uh, Wolver Wolves. This happens now with Fulham. They're playing games against teams that they should be handily beating, and they're getting having games going down to the wire, and they're having to score by the scrape of their teeth. That's Ooh. not it, it, yes, even though yes, it's three points. That's that's what you need in some situations. You got to get the three points. Manchester United, they're not gonna be able because keep in mind they got. Last week, they got battered by Man City, just completely mm -hmm. destroyed. And if they Facts. keep playing like this, when they have to go back and play another big six team, mm -hmm. they're going to have the same It struggles. is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. That is very true. It is going to be a problem. You can't keep giving this type of performances against the big clubs, and let alone you facing smaller clubs like Fulham and struggling like this. How is it going yeah. to be against bigger clubs? I can see people calling out for Louis in the chat. Sorry, Louis can be with us this week. He's in the chat creating mayhem, but the timing, the timing conflicted with his timing. The American changing timing conflicted with his timing for this week, but he would be on the show next week. 
and the other panelists are going to hop on soon. You know, it's not going to be only me and Wiley on the show. But we had to start on time. We have to be professional. You get me? The little I want to say about Manchester United is I want to address the fact that don't you think Ten Hag sold Manchester United on a dream he knew he couldn't fulfill? Hear me out. I know people are going to be on my neck for this statement. Hear me out. The reason I'm making that statement is the fact that he weathered the storm last season and we gave him praise for that. That gave Manchester United fans and the board the kind of like the hope that the team is going to get a turnaround. Especially with the controversies around Cristiano Ronaldo leaving last season and everything. They felt like with the way the season went, it is going to be a turnaround. They felt like with the way Rashford played, he is going to have a better season than he had last season. But then I feel like um, Ten Hag sold them something he couldn't live up on. He's coming from Ajax. He's a good tactician, but not a good man-manager. The problem with Ten Hag now is he can't take control of the dressing room. He is trying to micromanage every situation. And that is not going to work when it comes to these players. That is why he keeps going back to his nature, going back to players he brought into um, first teams, players he nurtured, players he controlled, players he played with. This is the point where you have to bring in players that are out of your own circle of expertise so they give you a better perspective to what to expect. You get me? You mm -hmm. can't blame anybody for players you signed. Like, we need to blame you for players you signed. So I feel like Manchester United fans are now coming back to the realization that Ten Hag can't really live up to the expectation that they thought he was going to live up to. And he was lucky to win that Fulham game. If not, I think there was going to be conversations of his job being on the line. I think his job is already on the line. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. I think ever since I got beat by Newcastle, 3 nothing. it's mm -hmm. just, it's at this point not, is he going to get sacked? It's when he's going to get sacked. Because at this true. point, I think the problem is looking at look like I've said this before. Look at the window that he had in the summer. Mm -hmm. You get Hoyland from Atlanta, great striker, great front man that y'all needed. You got Onana, who at Inter last season was incredible, helped Inter get to a Champions League final. Even though they lost, it was an incredible run that he had with an Inter team that probably shouldn't have gotten that far. You then look at who he got Amrabat. Who is they needed at the? Who they really needed because they got him at the dead of the deadline, and they managed mm -hmm. to snatch him from Liverpool because that was who we were probably going to go for. You got yeah. multiple other players. Like there's a huge list, and he gave this promise. And I feel like what I'm seeing is you're getting all the players that you need, and you're still not mm -hmm. living up to the, yeah, ex especially Anthony because he got him from Ajax, he brought mm -hmm. him with him from Ajax. Yeah, to help him build the work around the way that he wants to play, and Anthony isn't even performing the way he is. Granted, there's outside stuff that's going on with Anthony, so but I'm not going to go down that route. Mm -hmm. My biggest thing right now at Manchester United is 
this is like I've watched this sport for a long time, and I think the biggest thing is this is one of the worst Manchester United teams I've seen in a while. Because, and even though mid table is not bad, when we think about Manchester United, we we used to be afraid of them. Like they were one of the most dominant, dangerous squads in all of Europe at one point. And in the past few years, the with ever since, and I think it's because ever since Sir Alex Ferguson left. The managerial position has declined. The quality of players have been still solid, mm-hmm. but they have become eventually wasted talent that haven't been able to live up to the level of what they were expected to be. And then it just gets to a point where I'm telling myself, you know, uh, and now we also have, like, again, we also have to look at the fact that there has been a lot of outside stuff with the club as well like mm-hmm. the glazers rejecting the the qatari bid and giving it to this to radcliffe for only 25 percent. and i said this i thought the glazers were stupid i didn't know they were dumb and stupid because yeah. now you set manchester united up for an even worse spot because now i feel like the club is starting to get worse and worse mm-hmm. and if we look at where this game has been right now after that game this is just another I think I think the biggest problem now is Manchester United have to do something. They got to go into this winter transfer window. And if Ten mm-hmm. Hag, if he makes it that far, if he asks for these players and they get them and you don't get him at least fifth after all this or at least into the top four, they're, mm-hmm. he's gone. He's not staying because they wouldn't. Right. And people are going to get mad at me because they're going to say, oh, well, we wouldn't say the same thing about but I – if he's making these promises for this club and you're not succeeding to the level that you should, why are you mm-hmm. even like, why are you even here? Because you're not so Manchester United. I think they're accepting spots that they shouldn't be. Like, I don't think Manchester United should accept top four. I feel like every year they should be in the hut for the title conversation. Mm-hmm. This season has just been a rocky start and they can't. And this win, this, you shouldn't celebrate this because that's not a win y'all Y'all should not celebrate mm-hmm. beating Fulham by the skin of your teeth. That's just crazy. Alright, alright. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Let's get the likes up. Let's get the likes up. So, my man is just in time for the Manchester City talk. I'm very happy yeah. about this. Yeah, I'm I love, the just I love that kit. Thank, thank you, thank you. I love so, that kit. It's so nice. I wanna, I'm so tempted to buy it, but I'm not selling it. There's so many to say. Doku has become the eighth player in Premier League history to get four assists in one game. So there's names like Fabregas, Kane, Pogba in that. <laughs> so big shout out to Jeremy Doku doing it at 21 yeah. already. He's already displaced Grealish. Not that I think Grealish is my Ghana brother, bro. Doku's you guys know he's Ghanaian, so right? Well. Shout out to my Ghana, Ghana brother. Ghanaian. Yeah, yeah, shout out to my Ghana brother, you know. And at this shout rate, out, bro. Uh, if Doki were to switch to Ghana, I reckon Ghana would be better than Belgium. Ooh. Yeah, shots That's besides the point. Haaland did pick up a knock, and he did have a mm-hmm. mid-first half, but yeah. I'm not too bothered. City won 6-1. Doki mm-hmm. with a 10 out of 10 performance. Bernardo mm-hmm. Silva as well, great. I can't really complain. Uh, mm-hmm. If Tottenham lose today, then I'm not sure if City's first, but City is still, it should be close. Well, yeah, City would still be first if Tottenham lost. Well, yeah, because Tottenham would be it's still in second place. It'd be because right now it's Man City, Tottenham, 
Liverpool in third, Arsenal and Liverpool are tied for third, and I think it's I think it's Aston Villa. I may be wrong at fifth, but I'd have to double check. But so for what do you think for, for a couple of seasons now? I feel the most important player for Manchester City has been KDB. There's nothing you would say to change my mind on that. Okay. Who do you think has been the most important player this season so far for Manchester it, City? It would be hard to argue against Rodri. We've won every game this season. Rodri gets a red card. We lose three games. Nice. I agree. Although I think Haaland is the best player on Manchester City, Rodri is definitely more important. And because I think that's because Pep Guardiola's systems, they revolve around your six, your defensive midfielder. We saw how important Fernandinho was in his early days at City. We've seen how important Busquets was when Pep Guardiola made his name at Barcelona. So I think Pep Guardiola losing his star six is mm-hmm. it's a disaster for him tactically, whereas he can kind of mm-hmm. go about his star striker for however long. Oh, okay, okay, okay. City is having an amazing time, bro. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing more to say. City is enjoying their play. Doku is electric. You know, he's. It looks like he's made for the EPO. Like his skill set is just made for the league. I just in the beginning I didn't like the fact that anytime he gets to the final third, he looked undecisive. But it looks like as the as the matches go, he's finding his place in the team. He's looking to pass and score later. And that is amazing for a squad that has Haaland, a squad that has like a prolific striker like that. That has always been the problem for Chelsea. Chelsea has a squad who is not providing for the striker. You get me? He has a bunch of wingers that don't want to pass to the striker. Remember when Kai Havertz was playing for Chelsea? There's nothing you would do for Kai Havertz to provide an assist for someone else. And Manchester City seemed to have figured it out. Grealish is... Similar to Doku in that regard. Grealish also looks to pass before shoot. And Pep seems to like players like that because it makes his his striker more dangerous. And the amazing thing is, all of these players that are providing before they score can also score. So yeah. that makes like the whole, like it makes it more effective because he can either shoot or pass. And you have to respect both. Because the pass that is coming is going to lead to a goal, and the shot that is coming might lead to an even crazier goal. One of the players I feel like, and I, I want to ask you guys about it, I feel like has gone unnoticed in this City team that is performing great this season has been Bernardo Silva. I feel like season in, season out, he gives you like very amazing performances, but he gets overshadowed by everybody else in the squad. What do you think about him in the current Manchester City squad? Wiley. I think he's... Okay, we'll go to Wiley first. Yeah. I mean, I think what he's been doing this season, I think it's overlooked because I think we're looking at the big names because I think what you have to understand with Bernardo Silva, my, my thing is, and you can tell me for a while, I think he's also one of the key things of that Manchester City team holding together because when they didn't have Rodri, I think, you know, Bernardo... He tried to keep up. He tried to put himself in the same situ, put himself with that same momentum, but it just didn't work, and they were struggling. I think Bernardo's playing well. I think right now, I think with Rodri back, I think it helps lessen more of it off Bernardo Silva. But I still think he's playing exceptionally well this season. But. Amazing. So well, well, well. It looks like shows waited for us to talk, finish talking about Manchester United before showing up. 
Not even. We won our game, so. Uh, yeah. What do you think about but the did game? Did you really though? Are you well, happy with that? Are we, are we not going to talk about quickly how Tottenham currently have two red cards? Yeah, yeah. down yeah. two men. I'm, I'm following. Are they actually? I'm behind. Please tell me. Are they actually? They just got another red card. Uh, death news. Oh my god! Oh. They're down to oh. nine men, man. Nine men. Second yellow cards. Bro, how do they like oh. it when they got nine men and they got to play a defensive set? So shows earlier on, Wiley was saying. This Bruno mm. goals might be this Bruno goal. What do you say? He, it might be, but like one of his most important contributions this season, right? So far. What do you think about that shows? His most important contribution so far this one season. One of his most important contributions so far this season. Because I don't think Yeah, I, Bruno... I would agree. He won us the game. I would agree. Mm -hmm. We're in a mm -hmm. rough patch. We're in a rough patch right now. Obviously, mm -hmm. two back to back L's. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, the season just died. Yeah, okay. I, I'm okay with that. Oh, okay, okay. And what do you think about the fact that people are calling for Ten Hag's head? Uh, I, I don't... It's the media, bro. Me and the media, like, I don't really care what the media says, bro. It's a bunch of haters. Do you think it's girls. justified, though? Uh, no, I don't think it's justified. What? I've, have you not seen about the records that he has so far? Like, I think fastest manager to 50 wins or something. Like, there's mm -hmm. something to do with that. Like, I'm but what is... Like, what is... Bad. what? So, but like, I'm asking you, is the position of Manchester United now favorable? Like to you, did, did you start in this season? I'm sure you had Manchester United performing better than they are so far. Yeah, 100%. But then we uh -huh. got injured. Then Coming from the our, season you had. Once Coming we got from the injured, season. I, mm -hmm. Once we got injured, I started to think, okay, once we got our team back, that's when we'll start like picking up the pace. But we just had injured guys. I want to say again, as I always say, three of our back, starting back four are injured. And I sent a video to you guys. I, I know you guys see it in the, uh, in the group. Mm -hmm. That when Tan Hark said, it all starts from the back. When we have injured guys, we have to change up the formation, change up the players, change up the mm -hmm. tactics every game. It starts to like mess up. And there's no routine in our squad because of injuries. Mm -hmm. And that's but what like, I like a lot of uh, A lot of managers go through this whole injury phase. Not Don't the you way think? We do. Not the way we do. Come on, not the way For we real? do. For real? I, I genuinely don't believe Bro, so. Carlo, Ancelotti, Carlo Ancelotti had to play Chouamini at centre-back because we had three of our centre-backs injured. The Real Madrid are the deeper squads. Liverpool got to play Simicast at, at, at left-back because Robbo is out for like six how, months. How do we yes, have a deeper squad in the back? A better squad. He's a, a, a second-chest left-back. We we are off one or fourth choice left back. Right? We have to play a right back and left back. Shaw injured. Our second choice, uh, Malasia injured. Martinez, you would probably go there in the position. He's now injured as well. Now we have to play Dallo at left back. Like, come on now. Uh, before Dallo, before Dallo, when was injured, it was Lindelof at left back. So Dallo is basically our sixth choice. Can you not say that like Casemiro, Rashford, Onana have underperformed compared to how you would have liked them to? Rashford, yeah, it's a part of it. It's a part of it. He hasn't picked up yet. Oh, no, no, he's picked up recently. Mm -hmm. Underperforming. He had a slow start. He's doing good now. I want to say he's underperforming. Like, he just joined our team, isn't it? And what was the That's third love? Casemiro. I've been saying, Casemiro from the beginning of the season has been playing shit. He's been shit from the beginning of the season. He's been so bad. He just lashes out. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not, he's not got any composure on him. It's mm -hmm. annoying. Like, oh, how, do I, how do I say this? Christian Romero and he's chasing down on a, another player. All he does is just slide tackle. He doesn't get the ball. He doesn't get nothing. Just completely takes him out. 
Casemiro used to win balls. He doesn't win balls anymore now. He just lashes out. Yeah, he just lashes out, man. Casemiro, he looks like no, Casemiro he's, just... That's it. He's erratic. He's very erratic right now. Yeah. What people think he's... that Bruno Fernandes is, that's what Casemiro is. That's mm -hmm. what Casemiro is, I'm telling you. I feel like he feels like that is his importance in the team. All right, so we've talked about Manchester United. We've talked about the Arsenal game. Let's go into talking about the Liverpool game. Mm. Wiley. What did you think about Liverpool's performance this weekend? The floor is Luton Town. Like how? All right. First off, Darwin Nunes. If you don't stop missing goals that are right in front of you, you know how hard it is to defend this dude. I was sitting there telling people that this dude could be one of the best strikers in the Premier League, mm -hmm. and he's doing stuff like this. Granted. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have given up that goal in the first place. Our passing was sloppy. The attacks we had were horrible. We had multiple chances to put that game away, and we just didn't do it. We let Luis Diaz scoring was touching and heartwarming. Also, prayers out to Luis Diaz and his family. For people who don't know, his parents got kidnapped by a Colombian terrorist group called the ELM. His mother was freed, but his dad, he had a shirt on that said, free his father. And he was asking for this his father. So I don't know. Give, just give some love out to him because he's going through a lot. And the fact that he did that was incredible. Yeah. I'm not – at the end of the day, you know, a point's a point. If we lost to Luton Town, I think I'd be coming up here with a different story. But we managed to at least scare, scrape away with a goal. We shouldn't have been in the position in the first place. I just think with Liverpool right now, we're playing very sporadic and it's affecting us in the long term because there are games that I feel like we we beat like we just last week, like we beat Toulouse 5-1 and it looked like we're gonna go to Luton Town. I thought, oh, this is just gonna be easy three points. We were they were literally controlling the whole first half. And also, yes, we also have to look at the fact like what same thing with like with shows just saying about Man United. We have multiple injuries that are affecting us. And so don't do that. Don't do that. Don't make it seem like don't make it seem like our teams are on par with the injuries. Our team is we have way more yeah, injuries. Than we thing, but we have don't more. But we gotta. I think the thing is now. You know, I I'm not satisfied with the with how we played. But at the end of the day, it's a point, and I'll take it because I feel like if we lost, it was going to be harder to climb, mm -hmm. to defend it. But, you know, I give kudos to Luton Town. They played a great game. They made it very competitive to the end. You know, I think Luton Town, you know, they showed that they, like I said this, I think Luton Town is a good team. They've just been struck. I think the biggest thing looking at them is you have to keep in mind, they haven't been in the top, the, the, this part of top flight of the English football in forever. And I think now that I feel like they're starting to understand how it does play is how, excuse me, now that I know that I think they're starting to play very aggressive, now that I know that they can play, I think they can start to show a lot of people how they can play. Because there's talent on that squad. Mm -hmm. And I think they can, if they continue to play the form the way they can, I'm not saying that they can be on par with the Manchester Cities and the Arsenals and, you know, all these bigger clubs. But I think that they can make it a fight for mid-table this season or at least not making it over relegation. Because I think that they have enough talent on that squad to show. And they showed it last night. Because they played exceptional, but at the end, you know, with us, we got to move on. We got more games coming up, but it's just tougher from here. So, 
Shout out to Ron in the chat. You know, the boss approves W chat, you know, W stream. You know, first time hosting the show. Hope I'm doing a good job. You know, shout out to my people coming through shows in the cut. You know, Wiley in the cut. The Man City hater in the cut. I'm not even going to mention his name. Let's let's move into let's move into other games. Hey, I got a question for Wiley quickly. How okay. do you excuse Salah's performance? I think that was Salah's worst. I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not excusing it because that's not fair. that's unjustifiable. I don't really care what people are trying to defend it on. And I'm like, no, we got to hold this man accountable. That was his worst game ever. And if you're in the position of a guy who's one of the, who's basically the key for us to being able to play well in our in our club. If we, if you have performed, like, I can understand, yes, like, you have a bad game. That's fine. But you cannot, in the situation you're in, as one of the big key members of our club, you can't play like that. I'm going to sit here and say hey, he has to understand that. He has to be able to come through in the big games because without Salah, this team is not going to be able to work. It's not going to be able to function properly. And I think losing, especially because we also have to keep in mind, He's not going to be at the club for much longer. I think it's about a year or two, and then he's going to probably go to the Saudi league. So we have to understand that not only does he have to play exceptional. Well, let me phrase that. He doesn't have to play. We don't have to play. He doesn't have to play like the like the greatest player in the world every game. He has to play like the player that I think Liverpool knows that he can be because that game was just horrendous. Like I could understand having a bad game, but – yeah, you can't play like that if we're going to be able to fight for a title. So I had I had a couple of questions lined up for like the panel. I wanted to ask you based on your squad, right? So Wiley, Liverpool, Joseph City, and shows Manchester United. Based on your squad, who has been the best player so far this season in your squad? So let me start with Wiley. Who has been the best Liverpool player so far this season? And the best, I mean, the most consistent and like. The player who has given the most for the squad this season. I have to say Dominic Solosai. Okay. Because coming into the season, like I've saw him at Leipzig, and I think a lot of people when we first they announced the signing, we didn't really know how to think that he could play. But him in our midfield has been one of the best things that we could have done because when we had to rebuild that midfield with everything we went through, I think he was the mm -hmm. highlight. Look at even though he's only scored like three goals in the Premier League right now, but the fact that he has been just the consistent factor in our midfield that's kept us in games has just been so helpful. And keep in mind, he's a young kid. He's just playing exceptionally well. And I think if we didn't have him in that midfield, I don't think we could be – we would probably be in a different situation than we are now. So I'd have to say slow slide. Okay, so shows who has been the best player for Manchester United so far. I know the season isn't going how you want it to go, or who it's has been that one hey, player. Yusuf, this question's got me stuck in my head right now. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> everyone, I don't think there's like anyone that could say that people will probably agree with. Like, everyone's been so bad. Like, bro, no, there's there's an obvious answer. I think I think I think there's one. No, you, you probably think you're Bruno, no, Hoyland. No, no, I'm not. I'm not thinking Bruno. I mean, Hoyland has been bad in the games I've seen. No, the there's one that hasn't played for that long, but he's a good play. answer. Well, obviously, he's just sand as well. For me, it would be. I think it's Bruno. For me, it would be Rasmus. It would be Rasmus Howland. 
Nah, Even though he hasn't played long, you I have to consider Maguire. I nah, I'm saying Dalo. I think Dalo. McTominay, Maguire, bro. McTominay, Maguire, oh, bro. Because oh, they've come in and saved you in so many they games. Saved, so if you didn't have them score so goals, you so would have been Dalo. way worse down in the. Y'all would have been in them. Dalo was like one game. Nah, He's been nah, good, Dalo's but been one game he had good. a 10 turn. No, Dallas been consistently good for us to be honest. And chat, chat, like, like the stream, like the stream, and you can post who in your squad has been the best player this season. I'm going to feature it on the stream. Um, Joseph, who who has been the best City player so far this season? For you, I think safe for his red card is Rodri. But if I have to factor in that he got sent off and effectively cost us three games afterwards, mm -hmm. I might have to say Julian Alvarez. He's had a couple bad games in there, but he's had a massive step up. Guys like this glory hunter right there have many picks, man. Massive mm -hmm. Rodri Alvarez, and I'm out here saying Dalo, bro. Like, hello. We're both wow. from London. And, and, who, and, who, and who do you think? And who do you think for your squads has been abysmal, has been underwhelming? Anthony, bro. I've I oh I didn't see this to you guys. I said this to VD the other day. I'm the type of guy that like you guys know this. I'll try to latch onto a glimmer of hope. Even if it's one percent of someone that I can see some type of hope, I'll latch onto it. But it's over now, with Anthony. Man, it's over. I can't anymore. It's not, it's done. I can't defend him anymore. It's over. That one percent of hope that I had is gone. Anthony is shit, bro. One hundred million wasted or eighty-six million wasted. I can't believe it. By far the worst player on our team, I think. Oh, doesn't. So you're gonna give me my flowers? Doesn't do. Anything and he is so. Are you going to give me my flowers? No, because he's a United player. I can't give you my flowers. Like, <laughs> wow, I told you like, from the first time so you signed this guy, like, he's a the product bum. that was on display at Ajax is not what we got at all. We got a fraud, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, bro, oh. <laughs> Anthony, and is who do you blame for this? All. And you know what makes me confused here? Because guys say Iridavizi is he moves where he plays is Iridavizi. But Anthony was tearing up in the Champions League, getting mad at the matches in the Champions League. And now look how he's playing. Yeah. So I don't understand what has happened. I'm he's very, very bum. confused as to what's happened. He's a bum. He's a bum. So Wiley, is who on your squad do you think has been the best player so far? Uh, the worst underwhelming player so far this season? I think it's kind of a mix for me between, I think the big one, if I'm going to give a name, I think it's got to be Alexis McAllister because I think like he's just gotten red carded and yellow cards. He's just got to now face a suspension. Like I like him as a player, but he just plays extremely, extremely aggressive and gets sent off in games that he doesn't need. Like we need to have so him in that midfield because he's one of the big keys in us being able to, being consistent in the in the improved midfield which we have and it's he keeps getting yellows and reds and it's now he has five yellow cars and he's got a suspension so it's like he has to be able to play more conservative and not be that aggressive because it's costing us losing another player and even though also but to keep in mind we have one of the smallest rosters right now in the league and so now it's just if we lose him it's just harder to be able to build up on that so I think it's got to be McAllister because from what we paid as a steal is what they was what he saw what I saw last season with him at Brighton. I just feel like he's much better than this, and he's just been playing really just poorly. And 
who would you who would you say who would you say uh, Joseph is has been the worst player so far for your squad? This one's easy for me. It's Mateo Kovacic. A lot of Pep signings they take a while to integrate into the team, so I can understand how in his first couple of months he's not doing that well. Obviously, players like Grealish took a while to integrate. Jao uh, Cancelo, he was pretty bad in his first season, then became the best fullback in the world in the second season. But Kovacic is a noticeable downgrade from Agundawan, for instance. They, it feels like we don't have that same source in the midfield we used to. I think particularly in the uh, games we lost as well, you could see that he wasn't really, the passing wasn't as accurate, the pressing wasn't as strong. So yeah, Kovacic for me. Okay, that has, that has, that that is amazing. That is amazing. Let's go into the next top league in the world, the Spanish Liga. Atletico de Madrid dropped point against Las Palmas. And as it stands, let me read, let me read, let me read the league table to you guys as it stands. Girona, Girona is the group. The Spanish league with wow. thirty-one points. Girona. Is that sick? Real Madrid also dropped points this weekend, is second with 29 points. Barcelona is third with 27 points, and Atletico de Madrid is fourth with 25 points. They were abysmal against Las Palmas. I don't get what is wrong with these people. Griezmann has been one of the best players in the league so far this season, and I was expecting him to totally destroy these people, and he was a shadow of himself. It's amazing what Girona is doing in the league. It they're is. Playing, they're playing. I don't think they know that. I don't think they believe they're going to win the league. But I think they're playing mm -hmm. for top four. They're trying to make the gap mm -hmm. as big between first and fourth as possible, first and fifth as possible. Because what I'm looking right it, right now, Athletic Bilbao they're on 21 points, and I think that's mm -hmm. who they don't want to catch up at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Winning the league, I don't think they believe in that. They, they in the last game against Osasuna, they won by four goals to two. Like they are not only like them. They they are they, they have games that they are winning by five goals to two. They have games they are winning by three goals, like five goals to three. Look, even if the defense isn't as solid as it's supposed to be for like a top fourteen, the attack is solid. They are going to outscore you, and that has been their game plan. They have a coach who's like really involved in like the development of the players i think the involvement of city and everything is also uh added bonus they are top they are they are uh, they have like a player in the top scorers list he has six goals and four assists that means he's not only only scoring by his what assisting is there the a reason why they're doing so good it's like an x factor or something that's as to why join are doing so well it's smart pickups of players yeah, smart pickup. They are act. They actually have a system that is working. You get me. They they attack regardless of whoever they are playing with, against. You know, some of these small teams nice come into games, man managing, come into games, micromanaging situations. Okay, but when they go against regardless, uh, um, Real Madrid, they are coming all out. When they go against a smaller team like their, their squad, they are coming all out. And the moment they come all out against the smaller teams, it is going to be a 4-2 play. They are going to outscore you because they have more firepower than you have. So that is what is 
Chelsea just made it two goals to one. Yeah, they just scored. Tottenham. I'm so annoyed, man. I'm so annoyed. It's coming. I knew it. I knew it was coming. Go, go by Nicholas Jackson. We can't have Man City winning four in a row, bro. We can't. Like, Um, I'm a king of Tottenham winning, man, but we can't have City winning four. I'm surprised Chelsea are winning the derby, though. If you told me before the game that Chelsea would come out on top away in this derby, I'd have been mm-hmm. surprised. Obviously, with the red yeah. cards in context, is much more believable. Red cards yeah. the only reason why Chelsea will win this game. Oh, of course. Reason. Spurs were dominating until the red cards. Uh, yeah. They literally had two goals scored within like 15 minutes, then one of them got called off for offside because mm. Son had his foot like a... Like a tiny bit away off the line and it, like it, it kind of then after uh romero and udogi both got reds it's just now been chelsea dominating the game because they've just been on the attack and i think now it's i you know the thing with thought i with with tottenham i said this before I think it's so impressive to see where they came because we, we all went into this season when we saw what they were we saw how they were playing and we were thinking that they were just going to be even worse than what they were last year now with the loss of Harry Kane but the fact that they were able to put themselves in contention for the title is incredible but I don't want to put them in the title contender hunt just yet I think my problem is it's too early in the season and last year they had like a 23 point start to the season and then they just it fell downhill going into the winter so i have to wait and see before i start talking about it because i think it's way too early and even if they lose this game you got to pick it up one by piece louis louis has a question in the chat i think he's asking if girona girona could win it all so far what do you guys think could girona win it all i don't think so unfortunately barcelona or roma will end up winning it but then again in 2015, when Leicester was scoring lows, Vardy was going off. We were all no. saying, "Oh, Man City would take them over eventually." After See, I was, I was waiting for someone well. to uh, compare yeah. Leicester. I knew it was going to happen. But Leicester, I'm not saying it's the same. They thing. Had, Leicester yeah. had the X factors. They had world class. They had world class undiscovered players. Let me put it like that. That's where they got raided. They had Kante. I think Jerome did as well. A world class Jamie Vardy, who probably was the best striker in the world at that time. Riyad Mahrez. Um, who else was it? Danny Drinkwater, and he was their left back and right back. They were pretty good as well. Very, very solid. They would have had um, Hoof, Morgan, Delette in defence, I think. Something like that. I, forgot, I think it was a right back or a right mid. He was very, very good as well. Mark yeah, Albrighton. Yeah, him, Albrighton. He was balling out as well. But yeah, man, they had ballers on that team, man. Like that Leicester team. Wow. So Real Madrid, Real Madrid also, Real Madrid also dropped points in the weekend. Um, our baby boy Jew didn't come through this weekend, you know. Oh it my seems God, like... the spot. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm not, I'm not oh. up to date. Uh... it was zero zero against Rayo Vallecano. Oh didn't no! Come oh, Did you see that? Oh, what? Oh, what? God, a finish as well, man. Wait, there's not that they're gonna call. That's on side. Oh, oh, oh no, he's oh, oh, oh. Hold up, hold up, hold up. That's not on side, I don't think. No, he's off, he's off, he's off. He's off. Oh wow. Dang, sorry, getting all sorts. It doesn't come off him though. It doesn't matter if it comes off him though, because he oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that would have been an amazing oh. 
<laughs> I was dang, so man. I wanted us to talk about the whole Vinny situation. We were having that conversation in the chat. The whole Vinny situation where I feel like Vinny Vinny hasn't been the Vinny we saw last season so far. And I feel like the only reason he's not playing this good, one has to do with the formation. 4-4-2 is in a formation Vinny will thrive in. And he's playing alongside Rodrigo, who isn't also having the best season so far. Aside that, I also think that he's so into his own head and so distracted when playing football. You can't have a conversation with the referee over every single play. You can't complain over every single play. You can't engage with every single heckler and you can't engage with every single player on the pitch. The moment you keep doing that, you keep taking out yourself away from the rhythm of the game. You get me? You keep taking... And that is what is wrong with him. You saw in one of those complaints, Bellingham had to push him away. He's younger than you and he has the emotional maturity to tell you, no, go away from the referee. Do you know in the past three, four, five games, every yellow card Vinicius Jr. has gotten his in from a tackle? It's from, it's from, uh, it's from complaining bad. and reactions. Bro, complaining and reactions. Why has the VR uh, decision taken so long, though? Oh, I thought we were going to get the goal. Now, the Wait. guy will go. It took very no, long I think the ref's just been slow with it because like the Romero red yeah, card took like ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think my thing was. I was like, oh, hey, shows. No, no all I was gonna say was, I, I, when I look at what's going on with Vinny, my biggest thing is just like, bro, you're. I think Vinny is like last year. I think he was one of the like a top five player in the world like from the way he was playing mm -hmm. and I think what I've seen this season is like he's just been struggling like on and off and it's like he gets frustrated every time granted he's had stuff outside of that occurring with him and I'm gonna put that into the I completely understand that mm -hmm. but right now with Real Madrid it's not I feel like the way they've been playing these past few games it's more been like the big star player that I've seen come around has been Jude. Like, we can all agree that Jude has just – he has out-exceeded ex everyone's expectations this season and what he could be. And I think Vinny – I think he's more frustrated because he's – a yes, I get the fact he's a young kid. But as a young kid, you have to be able – you're playing in one of the biggest and then one of the most prestigious clubs in the world, and – you're acting like this. Like, it's kind of leaving a negative impact on what I think Vinny can be. Now, I know, you know, we're still, again, still early in La Liga season. I just think with my with my idea of what I think he could be, he has to just be able to get over when it doesn't go his way and move forward. Like, he can't get frustrated with every little thing because when he does that, I think it affects his psyche in games and then he can't continue to perform as well. Like, I think these past few games, like, especially I think in El Clasico, he was complaining about a lot of the tackles that Barcelona had. Mm -hmm. And after that, it kind of messed up with his psyche and caused him to start playing poorly. But I don't, I think right now, Vinny, he just, if he could get over the emotion in his head, I think he could play incredible. But he just has to get the emotion out of his system and focus on playing the game. 
Do you guys think it could have anything to do with like the formation that he's playing in? Because obviously, Gabby yeah. came back there, and Bappe oh, started complaining and started getting frustrating and started mooning a lot when he started mm-hmm. playing up front and um, how he's talking about he didn't like playing there. With now the formation that Real Madrid are playing with like the two strikers now, do you think it's not maybe frustrating? Yeah, it's, it's a part of it's a part of his performance yeah. because the only the only the only time we've seen Vinny be a shadow of himself is in this system. And I don't get the reason why Ancelotti is adamant on playing this system. These kids haven't really been solid in this system before. They haven't really thrived in that system. And the two um two, uh, 442 system only works if Vinny would be playing against an out and out striker. You get me? If that is the case, Vinny could be the provider for the striker and vice versa. Vinny isn't too much of a goal scorer himself for him to be playing two up. And Rodrigo isn't too much of a go poacher himself for them to to be our like yeah. forward liners so far how many goals do they have this season you get me vinicius jr is still playing like he's still trying to provide for a striker in there and there's no one to be provide to no one to be at the end of every cross he brings in you get me and that is like a serious problem ancelotti also has to have like a hold of the dressing room once something is going wrong in the pitch you should be able to call the player and let him know you have to put your uh, get yourself together. And I don't get the reason why players are erratic, players are going through sprouts, players are doing things that are out of order in the squad and Ancelotti. Look, he had to pull Vinny out of that uh, um, pitch. He can get a red card. Because he was going to get... So what did you do to Vinny after that incident? It's like he was trying to console Vinny. No. You need to no, let you... him know your frustration. You need to let him know the fact that you can't be doing this in the squad. Uh, so you we said... are trying to win a game. Uh, so you yeah. said, you as a Real Madrid fan, yeah? How mm. would you line up your from your midfield to striker position? How would you line up your formation and the players in position? Since you're saying that, obviously, with Vinny, no one to play mm-hmm. that, how would you line up then? Because you're not liking this formation, okay. is it? Okay, I know I'm not liking this formation. I'm not liking it. With the players we have so far... I would stick with uh, Chuamini in the sixth row. And I'm starting from the sixth row. I'll stick yeah. with Chuamini in the sixth row. And I'll have him pair with Jude. Left and right? Yeah, left, yeah. Which one? And I had uh, three, three, three in the middle. So I'd have him left, right, oh. depending on where Jude, you know Jude plays in the 10 role and he can play in the left or right, depending on where he's comfortable with. And I'd have him either pair with Kamavinga or Cruz. And the substitution would be Kamavinga Cruz, Kamavinga Modric, you know. The other player so I would want to play up front would be... Is Modric now fully out of the lineup now? Is, okay, I haven't been watching Modric, the league games. Yeah, Modric is, Modric, is, Modric is currently fully out of the lineup because we play, we started him in the Las Palmas game and you could see growth has yeah. cut, up, cut, up, cut, cut up with like Modric. Him starting the games, you could see him really slow up even in the first half. You get me? And most yeah. of these younger midfielders are like you, like running around him. My you know? energy, yeah. Energy, you know. It's not like they are better players than him, but like they are more energetic and that is what they are using. Cruz is facing the same thing. Cruz is facing the same thing. Anytime we bring Cruz, if he's not at the end of a very impressive pass... He's losing the ball to like quicker midfielders. You get me? So I would want us to play our young core. The other thing is I would want Valverde in 
Rodrigo's role. And if we are going to trust Rodrigo to play the number nine role, we should play him in the number nine role and play Vini on the, his favorite position. You understand me? So I would like Valverde to strike. Or we bring in Joselu. Since we said we were going with Joselu, we bring him to strike. I would want us to have at least a number nine. We should maintain our usual role. Shows, think about when Rodrigo came into the team and he was being used as a substitute for Benzema. Oh, so you're keeping that same lineup right now? I'm keeping, I'm keeping that same lineup by switching the positions. So we would oh. be in a 4-3-3 formation instead of a 4-4-2 or any variation of the 4-4-2 that we use. You get me? So, show many. Come and think mm-hmm. of Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Valverde just in front. And no, no, Valverde on the wing. Oh, okay, on the wing. Okay, 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 okay. And and uh, Vini on the other the wing. Left on the left, yeah. Then um Rodrigo up front. Okay. I just yeah, want I us that. to maintain the 433. Mm. Shows we are more lethal with the 433. I think and a lot more teams are more lethal with that formation. It's a especially as formation. You get me. Now the four for you two see, is run down. You don't see teams used to four for two anymore. Like what and, top team currently uses it? I can't think of any. And the only the only coaches that use the four four two formation are coaches that are comfortable with the four four two. They have strikers like Haaland. They have strikers like out and out strikers like a Kane, Lewandowski. That way you now, can pay him with a song, or you can pay him with like you know. A similar player or a similar builder can either pass or assist, and it's going to be clinical. But once you don't have a striker like that, you don't have any business playing the four 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 two formation. You understand me? Shows that is that I think that is our only problem. You get me? I think that is our only problem. Once we do that, the team would be more solid. But as Real Madrid stands right now, I don't think we can compete with the big guns in the Champions League. I actually don't really think we can compute with the people. We're calling we the big guns right now. City, Bayern. You know, the City, the Bayern Munich, the Bayern Munich. I would count, um, you know, regardless of how. Nah, I'm not counting Barcelona as one of the big guns. Barcelona. I mean, nah. they're playing all right. Right now, I just. Into Milan, maybe. Nah, right now, I generally think there's only two. The competition from last year, I think, is different to this year now. I only think there's really two main. Big teams right now, and that's Man City and Bayern. Europe's weak. Yeah, it's getting weak. It is. If we are going to do a power ranking, what would be our top five teams in Europe so far? So you have Manchester right now, City, you have Bayern Munich. That's the clear top two. Who are the three teams that could make the power ranking? As the most based this season or based off how good the team is? No, this season, right? Based off this season. Based off this season. Because Leverkusen could be ahead of Bayern this season. No, no, wow. no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Nah, I mean, yeah, I mean... They I haven't mean, you look at how they've been playing. Uh, they, haven't, they haven't lost a game in the league. Yeah. Bro, okay, add the squad into it, man. As in Champions League, man. <laughs> right, right. Okay, on, I understand. Yeah. I understand, John. I think Real Madrid would still be in that top five despite their yeah. issues. That's testament yeah. how weak Europe is. Yeah. Top yeah. Five. Do you think you do you yeah. guys think an Inter Milan could cut it? Maybe. Maybe. So I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda iffy on it yet because I think what's happened? I think I think Sociedad has just 
been playing well too and they're both tied and I just feel like Inter are in the situation where it's like they're going 50-50 on like with their squad. So I don't really know if I could put them in that conversation yet. Cause I think I think if we're also because I because the only other teams that I can honestly look at if I'm basing this off of performances I mean, you could have a conversation about Arsenal, but the problem is they lost to Nice and, excuse me, they lost to Lens, and that kind of really affected their, after they beat up PSV. So I think, I think if you're going to, if we're doing top five, it's Bayern. I mean, well, man, this is not an order. Man City, Bayern, Real Madrid. You could, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and say, I'll have to say Barcelona and then maybe at five Arsenal because they're the only teams that I've seen that have had been able to, they've, they've lost, but they're still able to be dominant. You're a puzzle on weaker still because I'm really thinking of it. Like, Inter and PSG would be six and seven. Cantotina make it? Tottenham on any chance. That's who I was thinking of, Tottenham. Oh, I'm just talking about Champions League, like the top five yeah. in the Champions League. But if we're talking like the thing is with Europe this year, it's this is different from last year because it's kind of still like it's still a close fight, and there's not really a team that I could say that like has really shown out. Like I think looking at it from the perspective of you know, I think Leverkusen have shocked a lot of people because Bayern have kind of been not that Bayern haven't basically dominated from the get-go. Leverkusen kind of kind of came out of the blue. I mean, Juventus shocking a lot of people because when they beat uh, Milan in the Sassiro, I think that was a big, big upset. I think it's just with Europe right now, it's just so hard to pick because it's kind of like, you know, I can't really give you a team that I can look at and say, you know, the only teams that I'm going to really give you a name is like Manchester City. And then Real Madrid, and that's it. Because if we're like, I feel like, looking at I feel like in third, we slept on PSG a little bit. I think in third, we slept yeah. on PSG. PSG yeah. have got question marks, though. Yeah, too many yeah, question marks. Really they rely on Lockton and Mbappe. Yeah, but Mbappe okay. performs week in, week Yeah, out. I'm not denying that. No, yeah. I'm not saying, that's yeah, cool. that's awesome. fine. It's just, I think sometimes they rely on him too much. And then it costs them games yeah. because so, I think they've lost a few games in the league in League One that they shouldn't have lost because they were relying on getting the ball to him and they should have just given it to someone else because mm-hmm. they didn't mm-hmm. think Bayern anyone else would rely on Kane. City don't rely on Haaland, but PSG do rely on Mbappe. And that's so going to be the biggest question. Need him to win. Who's- let's let's delve into the topic of the show: Messi's robbery. This has been one of the biggest conversations on social media since the Ballon d'Or. And it has been one of the biggest conversations even before the Ballon d'Or. People think this was a robbery. Messi shouldn't have won the Ballon d'Or. People think other players should have won the Ballon d'Or. So I'm starting from Wiley. Who do you think should have won the Ballon d'Or? It's had to be Holland. Like... He was so like here's the thing. I am a messy guy from here and here out. But you just went and won the World Cup, which yes three again. One. Yep, three one. 
God. Oh, bro, Nicholas God. Jackson, bro. He is the shittest striker, bro. And, he, oh, and Son almost like, scored seconds before. I hate how people are not going to start keeping for Nicholas Jackson. Saying how but we got to get, hey, but hey, but we got to give our flowers to Vicario. Because striker, that bro, man. Think, Jackson to me is worse than Darwin Nunez, bro. I'm telling you, bro. He, he is. He's more than Nunez, bro. And Nunez is a fraud, bro. But Nicholas Jackson, he is stinky. Nah, he is he was a song, my porch, don't disrespect my Uruguay. Sorry, sorry for cutting you off, Wiley. No, you're fine. You're fine. I was, but I think look, he won the Champions League golden boot. He had to broke the record for the most goals in a single season in the Premier League. He did all this stuff last year. He won a treble with Man City, who were basically one of the most dominant teams in the league. And you, that's still not enough that they had to say, oh, that the World Cup was better. Like, and I know people are gonna, yeah, like if, if you if you can do all that. And still not win the Ballon d'Or, then the Ballon d'Or is not even a worthy prize anymore. Because the fact that you gave it to Messi just because he won the World Cup and he had a, and let's be honest, we look at his PSG stint, it wasn't that great compared to what I think it could have been. And now he's at Inter Miami. It wasn't as bad as other season at PSG. Yeah, it wasn't as bad, but then he's at Inter Miami. You know, he was playing well the whole summer, then he gets hurt. And then it's just like, you know, we're going to take that into account. I think Holland should have won it. I don't really understand. But to this day, I'm not going to forgive them for taking that away from Holland because that was his moment. And they gave it away because I think of more of Messi bias. But I, it's frustrating to see because even though I'm happy he won his won it, it's like I think this one more leaves a bad taste in the mouth because it's like, did he really deserve it, though, compared to what we've seen from other players this season? Shows, what do you think? Who do you think should have won? Who I think should have won? Mm-hmm. Personally, I would go with Harland as well. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he just won too much and did too much. And I don't see right. how anybody else apart from him. Like, I don't get it. Like, what more does he have to do? What more does he have to win? Like, what does, like I just don't get it. What more does he literally have to do? But if it goes off of like the literal, like he was the best football player of the year. Regardless of trophies, regardless of what he's done, goals, assists, I think Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. And he's just got yeah, a hat-trick. So... <laughs> the shit cycle just got a hat-trick. Good. Who? Oh, man. Who's Nicholas Jackson? I haven't seen it yet. He's got a hat-trick. Shout out to Africa, man. Nicholas Jackson, bro. Senegal to the world, bro. Shout out to Africa. Shout out to Africa. This, Shout out to this man did not just did not just oh, do what I think he just did. Social media oh is going to go crazy, bro. Ronaldo fans about that. Social mm. media is about to go crazy. Joseph, is crazy. Joseph, what do you think? Who do you think should have won? Okay. Obviously, Haaland, but I touched on this last week. I'm disappointed, but not surprised with the Ballon d'Or. Mm. It's like mm. for many, many, many years the wrong player in the eyes of most viewers has won. Some of these journalists, I don't think are fit to vote. I don't know why they've... One journalist from each country, but some of the voting sheets that you can see from each year. I think there was one... I think the year when it was Messi and Van Dyke. some... I think it was the Sri Lankan journalist voted like Trent Alexander-Arnold, then Aubameyang, then Griezmann. Mm-hmm. Which made no sense for did that you, year. Did you see the Argentinian journalist? Yeah, yeah, just put like yeah. a sheet of Argentinian players. 
Lautaro Martinez and he didn't even vote for Messi. Uh, he didn't vote for Haaland. Like, Haaland didn't yeah. get a vote. Like, and it's, it's points crazy, based, crazy. so every vote yeah. counts, no matter where they are on your sheet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I feel like you know, people just wanted an agenda to push, you know, the goat and everything agenda. So they needed to give him the eight. So he's so far away from Cristiano Ronaldo that it doesn't become a conversation. Because if the tables were turned and Messi did the same thing Haaland did, and Haaland went to win the World Cup, even with Norway. I still think Messi wins the Ballon d'Or. So that should show you how biased all of this thing is. And when it, when the tables were turned a couple of years ago, World Cup winners didn't win it. He won it. You get me? When Messi was in Haaland's position, because he has been there before, World Cup winners didn't win it. He won it. So there's nothing, there's nothing for you to say that could justify the fact that Messi won this particular Ballon d'Or. Yeah. It's great. World Cup, six games. He was exceptional. Four penalties out of those seven goals, but they don't want us to mention it. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. We had another player who was equally exceptional in the World Cup, who was Kylian Mbappe. It was like a back-to-back -back World, uh, World Cup final performance and all of those things, iconic and all of that. But still, someone had a whole season to consistently show us He's one of the best to do this. Shattered the Premier League record in his first season in his new squad, in a new league. And this is how you have to also keep in mind the the doubt that he was getting from the media because they said that a Borussia Dortmund player couldn't walk into an English football system and be able to score like he could in the Bundesliga. And he but, went out there. And he literally he ran better. through every single defense. He bodied every defender on that field, and he was incredible. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, with and the World Cup, if we're going to give it – if you're going to do the same thing, you put the same logic in it, that we're going to give it to the guy who won the World Cup, then why didn't you give it to Iniesta in 2010? Like, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if we're going to put that logic up, and I know people are going to sit here in the comments, are going to be like, oh, y'all are just messy haters. And No, I think – I'm glad he won it. But I don't think he deserved it because if you look at all the players that played this last season, you can look at me and you cannot look at me with a straight face and tell me Messi was better than Kylian Mbappe and Erling Holland. That's there's just no way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like football just... playing wise, as in ability, Mbappe was the by, I think by far the best player in the world last year. Like but when it comes to straight, it's the last free ball. Like Mbappe last year, mm -hmm. perfect role. But, yeah, but accomplishments since oh, is the Ballon d'Or, you have to add accomplishments and performing performance. Mm -hmm. Holland should have won the Ballon d'Or. No doubt in my mind. Holland should have won it. No it was talking so, pure football. The last three Ballon d'Ors that Messi won, you could say, okay, so this last one, this could say Holland should have won it. Holland was a better player. The one before mm -hmm. Lewandowski could have won it. Lewandowski was a better player. Yusuf isn't going to like what I'm about to say, but the yeah, next one, you could say Van Dyke should have won. Yeah, you guys will say, but I'm not gonna say all that. How many points off was he? I'm pretty sure it was like he was very, nine very points close, off of it. He was yeah, nine, nine points, points off, of, off it. of a Ballon d'Or. One of the yeah. earliest. Who won the season? Did the centre back win a Ballon d'Or before that? Who was the Cannavaro would have been the last. Cannavaro. Cannavaro. Yeah, it would have been the last World Cup winner to win a Ballon d'Or as well. And the point and the point difference between um Messi and um Helen Messi had 462 votes. 
Holland had 357. This is abysmal, That's bro. That's crazy, bro. crazy. Oh, like, bro. Like, I, d I think it's a majority because they wanted to put the fact that Messi winning the World Cup was more important than the treble. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay the importance of the World Cup, in my opinion, is the hardest tournament in the world because you have to deal with the best players from every single country in that tournament. And you have to play them. I don't care whether they're from Ghana. I don't care whether they're from Saudi Arabia. Because look at the tournament last year. The first game in that tournament, Saudi Arabia beat that Argentina squad. Like, mm -hmm. we have to understand that these are the best teams in the world. Countries so you turn up at the World Cup. Exactly. Like, look at, look at Morocco. Look at Morocco. They beat Portugal. And we all sat here and thought Morocco weren't even going to make it out of the group stage. And they went to the semifinal and almost and lost to France, which granted was dominated really France though. Yeah. And then look at Croatia, my home country of Croatia. We made it, we beat Brazil, and then we beat a Japan team that no one thought was gonna be any good. Like they have best players in the world show off at the World Cup. That's this no you doubt. You know, you never let your nation was not winning the World Cup. Yes, you weren't beating France. Bro, we my nation here. We have a problem with Argentina when it comes to playing them. You know, we always go to penalties and we always lose to them on penalties all the time. We lost to them, I think, what was it, 2014 against Argentina? We lost to them on penalties and then Argentina went to the World Cup final. We would have made back to back World Cup final. We would have beat that Germany team 100%. Are you and Robin, what, bro? We would have beat that Germany team one hundred. It's just I think they. Let's talk about the Netherlands twenty eighteen World Cup. I hate how oh it goes down to penalties, man. That was. I hate how it goes down to. So another award that is bringing a lot of conversation is the Copper Trophy, which was won by Jude Bellingham. There's been a lot of chatter in the media or on social media about the fact that there was a bigger robbery there than the Ballon d'Or. They thought. Musiala deserved that award. What do you guys 100%. think? Hundred percent. I've been saying from the last season, Musiala is mm -hmm. the best chance in the world. I said it since last season, since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Musiala by country mile. Recency okay. bias. When did the voting stop? So I want to say recency bias, but if it's, it's based on the twenty-two, twenty-three seasons, so it's only Bellingham, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, but when was the last verse allowed to be put in though? Because you can say it's from last season, know. but still add this season and like mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to say recently. Either way, I still think, just considering him at Dortmund, Bellingham last season was better than Musiala. No, no, no. Bellingham no. put the team on his back and took them to first for most of the season and lost it on the final mm -hmm. day. Musiala was kind of doing that at the World Cup. Musiala was Germany's best player by punching out. And what, did Germany, and what did Germany do? Where did that take them? Did perform great. What did well, Germany do? You see, Germany so you can be, if you are the best player on a weak team, you don't stand out. Is but that we can say Germany's a weak team. And I think Germany's team has been garbage for 10 years because they can't build a proper squad and have a better manager. If they had a better guy to lead that squad, I bet you you take any other manager like that. In that German squad, they make it to the knockout stages. The problem so, is with Germany, they have managers that don't know how to completely organize the squad. Look at 2018 when they didn't make it out of the group stage. The reason why they lost is because they wanted to play this nice conservative formation and try to like, surprise and play sneak attacks like they did in 2014. And it didn't work because the game changed. 
They mm-hmm. fell off because they want to play conservative. Now that they got a manager that's going to actually go very aggressive, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's just with Germany, you can't really – The Musiala was uh, – yes, I agree, he's probably the best player. But it, Germany's just so bad, he's the guy that people are going to look at and say he's the best one on the squad. Nah, the yeah, Cup because I feel like I feel like in the World Cup, in the World Cup, Musia, um Bellamin was also one of the best players for England, and I remember shows on this show praising Jude. Yeah, in the I World Cup. Jude. And there's one thing shows you should consider. Jude Bellingham captained Borussia Dortmund at 19 years old. Yeah, but it's Borussia Dortmund. Them to, like, like, he, like he just said, standing up in a bad squad. They, they were not a bad squad. They were a point away from winning they the league. Bad. It wasn't a bad they squad. Were, they you lost on the final. What, they were bad. You remember they lost the league in the final. The final. You, you remember yes, they lost remember, the league yes, in the remember, final. Yes, I remember, yes, I remember, the yes. final day. The final yes. day. So it could have gone either way. You get me? Goal contributions and assist contributions are almost similar. Monsieur Lowe's Bayern's best player lost in the true first. And not, and Jude, Jude was true, but one, Jude was even better than Dortmund. Okay, Jude so they were even better. better. Hold up. Okay, no. Okay, so captain, bro. Am I missing someone? Captain. Okay, they were both each other's team's best no. player. Leroy Sane, bro. Captain. San, what Sadio Mane. What do you want him to do, though? Leroy Sane, Sadio Mane. We're all there. Nah, let's not say Sadio Mane. He was pony for them last year. What do you want Musiala to do, though? You can't go take the captain's arm, but there's Thomas Muller there. No, you're like that's that is the reason why they are praising Jude because the the last person to captain and leave an impact was uh, Marco Marco Rose. You get me? And Jude, look, they almost won the league. I feel like people are going to say it's recency bias. No, people are going to say it's recency bias. People are going to say, and if you remember, Bayern Munich were shit for some part of the season. Even changing coaches and all of those things. Bayern Munich with Musiala were a shadow of themselves in the Champions League. So we can't act like Bayern didn't have their down moments too. You don't remember, no. right? In the Champions remember League, they no. changed coaches. Musiala was performing remember in the Champions League. Coaches. Yeah, I remember, remember they changed coaches. Musiala was still performing though. Musiala was still performing. I no, I understand Musiello was performing. Neither player is bad. We're not trying to slander any player, mm-hmm. but we're saying that mm-hmm. it's the same with like Messi and Haaland. Both players were very good, but I feel like it's clear to me which one reached higher highs, and in this instance, it's Bellingham. Yeah, the um, robbery, the comp- the robbery comparison, if that's what we're talking about, is definitely bigger between the Messi and Holland. Much bigger. Yeah, oh, yeah, easy. I, yeah. I, I can kind of understand it, how this, this could go it, either way. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah but I believe how yeah. Messi, I genuinely believe that Messi was the bare fool. And I think one of the crazy... Yeah, I think... And they are the clear top two, because the votes between them... The votes between them, okay. Bellingham had 90 votes, and um, um, Jamal Musiala had 42 votes, so that is part of the reason why people are thinking you know it could have, it should have been closer. But what I don't like is people thinking it's recency bias, like they have forgotten what Jude was doing last season. Jude was practically carrying this England squad, yeah. He had like he was also carrying England goals. squad in the World Cup, you get me. And one of the one of the things that I feel like having really been spoken about is the Yasin Trophy 
the best well, goalkeeper. Terrible. Going to Emmy Martinez, bro. How? If they were going to give it to Martinez, we should have. As that soon as they gave it to Martinez. some bad things for the ceremony, you know. It did some bad things. Like, people are going to start looking think... at the Ballon d'Or, like, different now. Because of the World It's yeah. weird because... Like, that they... World Cup, they messed up the whole thing. Emmy it Martinez, kind of, best goalkeeper yeah. in the world. What? Bro. If you watch the Premier League, he's not that good for Aston Villa. He's, he's like, like top, if we're right, down. Yeah, he's like a top. I'd say top. I'll put it like top ten. If I'm being nice, he's, he's top like ten at the, in the bottom. Premier. We'll say he's top ten. But he's bro. at the. But he's at the it's bottom. My problem is with it. They think what they're doing is they're basing it all off the World Cup. As soon as he won it, I knew Messi was winning because they're giving this whole. They're going to put the whole credit on this team because there's incredible comeback. This Argentinian team was because if you look at the team player for player, that squad was probably one of the best squads they've had in a while. And this was basically Argentina. Basically, they said this from what I've read. They basically the, the Argentinian Football Federation gave Messi this, and they said basically we'll give you the best squad possible to win it. And Martinez, you know, he's okay, but he's not that great in the Premier League. But if we're, ba- I think they're basing it just off the World Cup, which isn't fair. Because then it just downplays a bunch of other goalies. Because I think there's there's like five or ten more goalies that had better seasons last year. Definitely. But let's, let's name a it top should be Edison. That's not even talking Edison. about bias. We'll Edison, Edison was the best player in the Champions League final. Yeah. And Anano was pretty good in the Champions League final, but obviously they didn't win. Yeah. Well, keeper-wise, what? Edison, Onana. Bono. Allison. Terstegen. I didn't watch Bono play that much. Courtois Stegen, as well. Courtois. Um, there's definitely more. Oh, uh, uh, the Moroccan keeper. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. The Croatian keeper. Levakovic. Yeah. Uh, Levakovic, yeah. Put some... No, no, let's not, but let's not do that now because I think Emmy Martinez did probably do more in the World Cup than Levakovic did. And as far as clubs go... Lavakovic literally had the more had the most saves in a game in that World Cup match against Brazil. Like if he wasn't in goal, we wouldn't have survived against Brazil because they were Neymar and Vinny were coming on both sides of the field and they were just hit scoring, trying to shooting from yeah. every side, and he was just defending incredibly. Like you got to put some respect. That dude is like it's true, but he's not in the conversation for the award. Nick yeah. Pope, not but Nick Pope, hundred percent. Yeah, no, he's not in the conversation. The conversation should be Edison, Courtois, and Emmy Martinez of an outside shout. Oh, the conversation should have been Onana, Edison, and Nick I mean, Pope, yeah, I you you could say Onana, not, not Nick Pope, Pope, not Nick Pope. No, Nick, Nick Pope last season was crazy. Like he was crazy last season. Bro, you do realize he got a red card season. for like? Yes, he was. Ramsdale was better for Arsenal than Pope. No, was, no. But Ramsdale was not better than Nick Pope. He was second. Ramsdale was there. trying to single handedly keep Arsenal in the title race, but he couldn't I because agree, there was no but Nick Pope was do- uh, While Nick Pope was doing it, like, I'm not doing it. Nick, they weren't in a race. Him. He was keeping them in the top four. I think Nick Pope had a healthy best. defense. He had Botman and Shaw the whole year. Yeah, but yeah, Nick Pope was making great saves. He was making great saves. So was Ramsdale. Either way, neither of them were in the conversation. Of what top ten? Can, can you guys hear no, me? They're in top ten, but they're not yeah, in top. Yeah, we can hear you. They're not in top three. Okay, mm. okay. So, with the goalkeeper, with the goalkeeper problem, don't you think Courtois should have received a shout? 
I'm telling you, bro, I've been saying this for the longest time. It's the same, it's the same thing with Holland and Martin. I don't think it's Holland and Messi, but it's Martin. I don't know what else you should do to deserve any bro. He he is probably one of the best goalkeepers, and people disrespect him because they say he doesn't have to do much in games. No, he's literally. He's last just, look at last season. He's, he's a victim put, of the system. Yeah. Yes, bro. He'll make but, two but, mistakes a season, yes. and people say he's mistake prone. Like, yeah, yeah he's a victim paid. of a system. As 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 uh, Wiley was saying, like he's a victim of a system. Like the system is just so good. Okay, so now we only praise goalkeepers if you, they are in a weaker defense and they do saves. Yeah. How about if yeah. like, a goalkeeper is is stepping up when he's needed? Yeah, like he's the best goalkeeper in the world off his line. He's the best mm-hmm. passer goalkeeper in the world, and it, neither of those are close. Maybe Manuel Neuer is a sweeper goalkeeper, but oh, it's, they, are you saying like as of this season he's the best goalkeeper? Or are you talking like last season? No, I'm talking specifically attributes off his line and passing. He's clear of every other goalkeeper in the world. Uh, and shots off is up there as well. I, I thought for a second that Onana's passing was on Edison level, but I I don't think it's on the level, bro. Anana has yeah. a great passing. Don't get me wrong, but Edison is above everybody, bro. Edison yeah. can, so Edison too, can bro. like, he can pass like so ridiculous for. These guys lost the derby game. These guys lost the derby game. United v thing. I thought mm-hmm. oh, against like, Derby passing is greener, but sometimes he just plays the ball out of play, kicks it into the stands, misplaced mm-hmm. passes. Edison, bro, this guy's accuracy is almost one hundred percent, bro. When Edison pings the ball, it will almost always go to a player, bro. Ridiculous how he always finds it anywhere on the pitch as well. Anywhere on the pitch, long short passes, bro. Anywhere, bro. He will pick. And there's something he does, and there's something he does that is not actually praised. He has a way of like you know giving short passes that just speeds up, like it just starts the attack. I'm not even talking about the long passes. He knows who to give the short pass to to start the attack. So he might have two people open. He will find a way to get the ball to KDB. Like, it's just amazing. He might have Rodri, have a winger open, have Stone. It was Stone like, so often last season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's just so much disrespect, you know. Like, and he deserves his flowers. This award should have gone to him. It's been, there has just been too much Argentinian bias. And if you look at the voting, it's crazy how Martinez had 290 votes and Edison had 197 votes. How? Yeah, because you get after me. Being treadled, after winning a treble, like. All of it's that. crazy. It's the same thing as the Messi Ireland thing. They're not valuing the treble over a World Cup. I, I wanted to, to, yeah. I wanted to change. I wanted to ask y'all about this real quick. Right, so I don't know if y'all watched the DFB Polka game where Bayern and uh, Saarbrücken, mm-hmm. who are in the Division Three, Bayern lost. They lost to a that's a crazy the, the, the Division the Tier Three Saarbrücken, who in the DFB Polka, and they are now out of the tournament. Which basically, for people who don't know, is the basically the FA Cup version FA Cup. of the, of yes, the FA Cup in Germany. Do we need to start pulling the red? Uh, do we need to start worrying about Bayern? 
Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they came back and they beat Borussia Dortmund. And I, I'm refusing to call that game a derby anymore because now it's just every year. They call it it's just a Bayern beatdown. But my biggest mm-hmm. fear with Bayern is if they don't win the, the Bundesliga this year, the blame is going to go right to Harry Kane because they're going to claim that he was at Tottenham for all this time and he couldn't win a trophy and he couldn't do get some he couldn't win something and now he's at Bayern and now he's facing the same problem. So do we need to start like Wiley, worrying about Bayern or do we think it's like Wiley, you know it's a mistake? I don't think it's possible. It is all in though, bro. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Oh, oh, oh. About to say that. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, when you're scoring that many goals, so you're saving yourself bro. from the media. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, no matter know? what Harry Kane does, when you're scoring goals, like you're saving yourself from the media. Right? Yeah, regardless of yeah. Who they'll throw a on the bus. Like, yeah, they'll throw someone else. Like, regardless of whether they win or not, you're scoring too many goals for him to get any blame. Yeah, he's, Way too he's, many goals. I'm so 15 happy and 10. Him. 15 and 10, bro. What? Yeah, it's bro. The, the Bayern system works so perfectly for him. Not yet. I think Gracia is 17. I may be wrong, though, because I I just think I'm so glad that Harry Kane's in this system because no, although no. I felt like losing, lose, leaving Tottenham was hard, this attack that Byron has, it's basically Lethal. a three-pronged spear. You basically have Sané and you get Kane down the middle, and it's basically there's not a lot, any team in the Bundesliga that's stopping it, and that's why they've been so dominant. They are so dangerous, and they're prob. I'm just saying right now, they could win the final. They could win the Champions League. I think they 100%. can do it if this attack is so dangerous right now. People are trying to say Man City can win it. While I think Man City is still a contender, my mm-hmm. thing is if they're they're gonna have to play Bayern, and I think this is a Bayern team from last year, mm-hmm. who even though they won the Bundesliga and they even though they got they won that Champions League, and so I think this year now that they have Harry Kane, the way he's been playing. Y'all, y'all have to start asking. Like this German team may come out and shock a lot of people this season. And Noya, and Noya just came back. And Noya just came back as well from injury. Yeah, and Noya just came back. Oh my! So that's a Uh, key weakness. Mr. Noya, Manuel Noya is back now as well, bro. Wow. Now Noya's like. I think so far he's going to be a shadow of himself, bro. He's going to be a shadow of himself, but he's still going to be a clear cut ahead of all right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's been injured for too long. Have you guys talk, spoken about Jeremy Doku though? In my, yeah, opinion, yeah, the yeah. World, in my opinion, the world's Long best left winger right now, the best left winger in the world right now. And how he has that yeah. one skill that yeah, we should relax. Yeah, we should relax with just giving people those level of yeah. Players. There's a lot of left wingers out there. There's a reason why I said that, bro. Because it's I genuinely believe that right now in the world left wing position, Jeremy Doku is the best in the world. I'd love that to be true, but there's a lot of well, left wingers. Name a left winger. See, I had this discussion as well with one of my friends. Like, name a winger better than Jeremy Doku right now. You tried to do it. Raphael Leal. No. And then I proved him wrong this weekend when you had four. Raphael so. Leal. Oh, and that's... The... <laughs> sure, bro, are you not Leal watching him in Serie A this no, season? No, no. Leal has been doing Leal. it for like three seasons. I don't, I don't want to say Mbappe in case you don't count Mbappe. Because you do think Mbappe is better. Bro, Raphael, hold up. Last week, He's my Ghana brother, bro. He's my Ghana brother. I have so much praise for him, but like, this you know, season, like, Leo was not better than Jeremy Doku this season. No, I mean, okay, last week Doku was better. Fair play, 
But no, this season's this a whole season. This season, Jeremy Doku is a bit. <laughs> right now, if you were to tell me, put give me one left. Yo, one. Joseph, it's been good right for only a week, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, last week, yeah, Doku was better than Liao, but whole season, I don't want to say that just yet. I love it to nah, be true, nah. though. Right I've so took that right so far. So, listen, so far, I'm taking So this season. So far, this season, if you have to give me one, Doku or Liao, I'm taking Doku 100%. Doku and Bappe. Rafael Leal has three goals, three okay, assists. I'm not putting anyone over Mbappe. Has... Mbappe's the world's best player. Mbappe usually plays left wing, though. I, do, I don't know if you want to back that. Yeah, Louis, Louis is giving some shout-outs in the chat. Mitomo. Mitomo has been so... Doku's better than... Doku's a more electric Mitomo. Doku has two goals overrated. and five assists this season. So... Yeah, Doku someone that. said Doku... Mitomo. Doku is wrong. He has this one skill that he does every day, and guys cannot counter it. Like, you know, he's going to do it, and he will do it. It's like Messi, bro. When Messi's dribbling at you, you know, he's going to go in and out. No matter what happens, you cannot stop him. And you know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen, but you just can't stop it. Same with that Doki skill, bro. It's that one little thing that he does with his right leg. They just go straight at you, bro, and it's done. You can't stop it. It's just going to happen. So, he's not the best in the world, I think. My thing is, yes, he's he been is, performing he well. Is. I think he it's is. too early. If he could give me like another, like if he could give me more games and he's like excelling at the same level, then we'll have a conversation. But I don't think he's well, better. Wiley, he I'm was. talking about right now. You was to be yeah. put. If a Ballon d'Or guy came to you right now, the ten games that's happened so far of the season, right now, I'm not talking about later on. I'm not talking about five six games, thirty games. I'm talking about right now. They come up to you. And ask you who is the world's best winner 2023 season to 2024 season. Right now, who are you picking? Killing Mbappe. Okay, apart from Mbappe, apart from Mbappe, apart from Mbappe. That's actually tough because there's there's a lot that I could put, but I'm just gonna say Leal. I'm sorry, what he's been doing oh. with AC Milan. <laughs> it wouldn't be Leal. So Leal. It wouldn't be Leal. It would be, like yeah. it would be Son if you don't count Son as a striker. No, I, I'm not putting I'm not Doku either, bro. It wouldn't be Doku. Son has been playing more of it in a striker role. I, I think it's uh, Vinny's been underperforming, uh, but Vinny's in the conversation just because of how good he is technically. So as a coach, are you also picking Leo with a Doku as a coach? Oh, that's actually Hell yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know, okay, okay. As this season, Give I think Bowden's having a better season than Doku. You know, guys know me. Doku was better last I, week. Really. I love a direct guy. <laughs> I love wingers like Doku, bro. I love wingers. Oh, like Doku's Doku. amazing who's to watch. Direct, bro. But who's better? Direct is what I love. Better, I think yeah. Doku, bro. I Just because you look, I, I know it's a pattern of these shows. You mm. like guys that are really fun to watch, but might not necessarily be the best player in the world. It's like Musiala no, 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 and Bellingham. No, 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 no. Musiala's more fun to watch. Well, I, He's not well, better I than Bellingham. fun to watch is ballers. That's what I find fun to watch. It's ballers, but they're but not Doku the best players. He is. He is. Yeah, Kravis Kelly is better than him too. I'm just saying. No, see, not this season. No, 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 not this season. Not, not this season, season, but if we're just talking like as a player, I would pick Kravis Kelly. I'm sorry. But if we're talking this season, you can. I, I just think it's a little... Uh, I, I think it's a little too early. He's, but, he's, you know, he's getting four assists and again of goal. <laughs> like, who do you see doing that? So okay. let's let's yeah. move let's move yeah. into yeah. other yeah. conversations. That's one week. I mean, if it's the next week, then sure. 
He's the best winger ever. All time. <laughs> let's leave it. Let's leave it to other conversation. conversation. Do you... Do you remember the Real Madrid 2020, uh, 2017 squad and yes. the Barcelona 2015 squad? Do MSN. you guys remember those teams? Okay, so I have no, some questions for you guys. We are going to compare both teams. You, okay. get, you get it? So we are going to mm -hmm. compare both teams to see who wins for you. We are going from goalkeeper to striker. In the Real Madrid team, the goalkeeper was Kilio Navas. And in the Barcelona team, the goalkeeper was Ter Stegen. Wiley, who you got? 2017, was that when they won the champs? Mm -hmm. That's when they, they won, both won yeah. champs. They both won champs. Ter Stegen. Oh, oh. They were both Champions League. Both were Champions League. Hmm. I'd say Ter Stegen. I'm going with Navas. Oh. I think Real Madrid killed Navas. I think in that season, it's Navas. Yeah. But I think Tostegan has a career better than Navas in terms of quality. I'm going Navas, bro. Really? Navas, Navas is underrated. Than Navas? Team, you know? I don't think so. Yeah, that's no, what Max is. He has a career younger. better than Navas. No, 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 no but in terms of like, the performances he's put in across his career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Navas. I still think it's Navas. I think I'm not Navas saying is it's clear. Navas is underrated for sure. And I, I think, think it's 2017 clear. Navas is a lot better than 2015 Tostegan. But Stegen's got better over time, and now he's yeah, he has, one of the world's best keepers. So, uh, Cavajal or Danny Alves? Wiley. That season, I See, feel people like... disrespect Cavajal, but Cavajal is not bad, you know? Mm -hmm. Carvajal yeah, was Carvajal was not bad that season. I gotta say Carvajal. That was one of his best seasons we ever had. Yeah, yeah. Like, but mind you, mind you, that was 2015. And Daniel was still was young. Daniel was, Daniel I'm picking old. Danny Alves for that season. He was starting to decline, but it's still Danny Alves. Mm -hmm. Wiley, who you got? Uh yeah, I'd have to say. I mean, I'd have to say either it's Danny Alves for me. I was gonna say Carvajal, I changed my mind. Danny Alves is probably better you said who's your answer for goalkeeper and right back the goalkeeper for me is navas hands down that season navas was exceptional you get me mm. that was the season he actually proved his work you yeah. get me and for the right back i go with danny alves 2015 danny alves was still in his prime he was one of the most integral parts of the msn success yes it was one of the most integral parts of like the whole system, the way they played. They played partly through him. Aside, you know, the midfield, we know Barcelona dominated, but like he had to be on his A game for them to constantly win. So I go with, even though that was Cavajal's best season for Real Madrid, I still think Dani Alves' best, one of Dani Alves' best seasons for Barcelona is better than Cavajal. The next one we go with is Ramos or Gerard Piquet. In Show. this season, Ramos. yeah, 2017 for Real Madrid, 2015 for Barcelona. Ramos. There's no way you're Ramos. ever, ever gonna let me. I, it's Ramos, it's Ramos by far. No, I respect, <laughs> respect PK, I respect PK, but Ramos, man, that season he was just on another level. If like, it was to put PK as the other center back, you'll probably get the pick, maybe. Yes, over 
Varan was it? Varan, yeah. Over whoever. So, yeah. so it's Varan versus Basharano. Yeah, I'm picking Varan. I'm <laughs> sorry. Mascherano. Oh, yeah. What Varan. Varan? Wiley? Yeah, probably Varan. Okay. Mascherano would have been washed by this point. Mm. The next one is Marcelo versus. Jordi Alba. Marcelo, but that might be bad because I actually like Marcelo. No, Marcelo, it is Marcelo. It is Marcelo. Marcelo. 2017, Marcelo was crazy. You remember that link up with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo? Always, yes, bro. bro. The best buddies, the best buddies link up, bro. Alba was one of the weak links in Barcelona for a while. Not that he was a bad player, but he was a weak link. Yeah. Yeah, at that time. He hadn't gone, like he hasn't grown into his own at that time. Why yeah. who you got? I'd have to say, yeah, I'd have to say Marcelo. And speaking of Marcelo, congrats to uh, Fluminense for winning the Copa Libertadores. That was a I mean, crazy game against I mean, Boca Juniors. Sh- yeah, Marcelo, congratulations to you. Should just the... to make sure Varane or Mascherano. Uh, Varane. So this, this, this is a mid off, but Varane. Yeah. Casemiro or. Sergio Busquets. 2015. In 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. I think Busquets still had it. Busquets. Yeah, he's, sure. Busquets still had it in 2015. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he was not old. And he was in his 20s, I think. Still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 years. He would have been in his Cruz. 20s in 2015. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not that old. Yeah. yeah. Cruz or Iniesta? Iniesta. Iniesta. The midfield will be Barcelona. The uh, back is thing. The midfield will be. Okay. Okay. So Modric or Rakitic? Modric. Oh. Xavi wouldn't have started at this point. Yeah, Xavi. You, you, you know oh, my okay, answer. Then, yeah, you Modric, know my yeah, answer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know my answer. I will never yeah, pick anyone over Modric. Modric. I go. Who's your pick to the midfield then? You said. Not Rakitic. Rakitic oh. twenty fifteen was nice though. Yeah, yeah, I think he was nice. Was that when they beat? Was that when they beat PSG in the final? No, Juventus in the final. Oh, Juventus! Juventus, Yes, sorry, Juventus. Juventus Juventus was yeah, yeah. Yeah, That Rakitic then was nice. I go with Luka Modric too. I go with Luka Modric. I go with Busquets, and yeah, Luka Modric, Iniesta, and Cruz. At that particular point, I would go with Cruz. Okay. Because Cruz was getting like it took. Modric getting it into his own for Cruz to follow, and Casemiro was actually the last to like kind of mm-hmm. follow the trend. And if right. we realize in 2015, Iniesta was not washed but tired, yeah, because at that point, Xavi wasn't in the midfield, so Iniesta it was gray hair. Iniesta, remember, it was gray hair, Iniesta. yeah, yeah, old. You get me? So I would go with, in that particular instance, I would go with Cruz. I'm taking Tyler Niesta over Cruz, though. That's me. Uh, that, yeah, that is you. The next one is Karim Benzema, Luis Suarez. Oh, Suarez. Suarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is yeah, your head yeah, in your hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, was yeah. still tough for me because they were both so good. No, it's Suarez, man. Don't... Benzema was. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to. Benzema was pretty I'm average. Not... Benzema was pretty average. Uh, nah. This is yeah, 2022 Suarez. Benzema. This is. No, 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 no. I know, I know. Benzema. 2017, but it's Suarez. Yeah, it's Suarez. 
I don't even want to say the next one. Messi, Isco, or Lionel. We're, we're taking Messi and Ronaldo. <laughs> Messi. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to even say the next one. Neymar or Cristiano Ronaldo. 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 Yeah, it was Ronaldo. It's it's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's it's been it's been an amazing show so far. Shout out to all of the people in the chat supporting. Shout out the people commenting. Shout out to Louis in the chat, even though he wasn't on camera. He's been with us throughout the whole show, and I appreciate you for that. I know everybody's missing Louis, missing where Louis went, the time difference. Uh, you you asked about him when you came. The time no, difference, the time difference, kind of um, went against Louis, so he couldn't be on the uh, stream today. But he's going to make it on next on the next stream. Stone wasn't able to make it, and I'm a shocked. I'm shocked. Bridge didn't make it because after the Chelsea win, I thought he was going to come through and be spilling his agenda. I see shows was waiting for him to come, but Bridge didn't make it. And next, we are going to make our predictions for the Champions League games for Tuesday and Wednesday. So, you ready? You ready? You ready to make your predictions? You ready to make your predictions? Yeah. Borussia Dortmund versus Newcastle. These are the Tuesday games. Wiley. He's at home. Dortmund is at home. Dortmund, Dortmund is at home. Dortmund. I, I think they got to win, and they have to win now, and I think that they beat Newcastle. I think Newcastle are with – like I said this earlier, with losing Tonali, it's still a huge ripple effect that they got to work on that midfield, but I got Borussia winning it. I, Joseph. Give me a draw. I think that could be a draw. Newcastle okay, all right. right right now. Shakhtar Donegs versus Barcelona. Shows, who you got? I got Barcelona. Okay. Joseph? Barca. That's Barca. Riley? It's Barca. Okay. Another cracker. AC Milan versus Paris Saint-Germain. And AC Milan is playing at home. Who you got? Wiley? AC Milan never, ever doubt the atmosphere of the San Siro Champions League. They know how to make it a tough environment. And I don't think PSG are playing in good form right now. And I think that's going to cost them. No, PSG is in good form. No, PSG yeah. on that. They are in good form. I've got PSG. I think Kylian Mbappé will score as well. Or even PSG that. have won their goal. last five games by at least three goals or more. Yeah. So, and then Mbappé and PSG have scored in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So... Shows yeah, you got PSG, PSG, and Mbappe go, yeah, and Mbappe go. Okay, okay. Atletico de Madrid versus Celtic. Atletico Madrid, but I. What was the in the last know. game? The I don't care if Celtic yeah? got points in their last game. Celtic are so dead. Ah, oh, they Celtic drew. Yeah, that's what they drew. Yeah, they're not. Uh, but they're they're away now. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they're not beating at that. Such a needy team. Yeah, there's no way. Okay, Manchester City versus Young Boys. City. City. Manchester. We will destroy... Wait, if you we'll lose the Young Boys, boys we got... Hey. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Napoli versus Union Berlin. Mm, Napoli. Okay. I'm going to be different. Yeah. Give me Union Berlin. Yeah, I'm gonna be different too. I think Union no, Berlin. Napoli's have... home. Napoli's home, and Union Berlin have lost all of their games. 
So I don't know what type of difference they're about to start. And Napoli are playing at home. You guys are. Yeah, but Napoli, I don't like how Napoli play. Yeah, but even, though they, even though they've won <laughs> most of their last games, I just don't like how Napoli play. Maybe you don't like how they play, but Berlin have lost all of their games right now, and Napoli's home, mm-hmm. which means that Napoli beat them away. We're not going to come home and lose to Union Berlin. It's not happening. Yeah, but things can happen. What? What? Louis, hey, yo. Hey, yo, no. Oh, my God. No, Louis, oh. you had to make it weird. You had to make yo, it Louis, weird, hey, man. Hey, yo. Hey, you missed oh. the wrong word as well. Yeah. You're gone too far. You're gone too far. Mm. You're gone too far, my brethren. You're gone too far. Uh, Real Sociedad versus Benfica. Who you got? Wiley. Mm. Benfica at the bottom of their group. Uh, it's Sociedad. I just don't think Benfica are playing well in Champions League. Yeah, what happened to them, man? Did they get raided as well? No, they they, squad last season. Well, they, they signed Di Maria. Yeah, they still got good players. They still got good players. Yeah, Antonio Silva is a good talent. Mm. Yeah, but there's two set. There's two Portuguese center backs that I want us to look at, bro. One was Silva, and uh, what's the other one's name? Um, let me try and find his name. There's two of them, bro. Oh Absolutely no, I know who you're cool talking about. Yeah. Um, Inacio, Inacio, yeah, yeah, it's like Massio, two center backs, bro. That I think money Nash look out for to sign, man, because our back foot is tight, man. Arsenal, Arsenal have lost their last two games, they would be going against Sevilla. Who you got? Why am I away? Arsenal will be playing, uh, I think no, Arsenal because, yeah, Arsenal are gonna win this game. I don't oh, think yeah. Arsenal will win. Because I, I think when Arsenal have lost in the past with Arteta, they've gone on like a, a streak of bad games. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll take them a while to refine their feet after that bad performance against Newcastle. And they performed badly against Chelsea not that long ago as well. So I think Arsenal will keep playing bad for a couple more weeks. Then we'll see them back to winning ways. Okay, so Bayern Munich versus Galatasaray. Bayern Munich. They I need win. to win. They have I, to win. I love Galatasaray's team, but Bayern's going to win. I need Bayern to win that game. Otherwise, okay, you're doing push-ups. So... Indeed. I'm holding <laughs> you guys to that, you know. I'm holding you guys to that. So, let's go. FC Copenhagen versus Manchester United. <laughs> Copenhagen. <laughs> I need Copenhagen to win because I'm not doing push-ups, but Copenhagen. Man, United's probably winning, so they can't Real Madrid. Lose to Copenhagen. Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Inter Milan versus Salzburg. Ooh. Ooh. Salzburg of an underrated team. But but still into Milan. Milan. I, I think no, I think I got Salzburg in that game. I got Salzburg. I think it's gonna be close though. I think Salzburg are I think Salzburg are gonna squeeze out a goal in the 90th minute and to win the game. I think it's gonna be really close though. Yeah, I got Salzburg in that game. You got Salzburg. Wow. wow. Um we are getting to the few minutes of the show it's been an amazing show so far we've talked about every 
thing that has to do with football in the past week. We might we might be doing the Champions League show on Wednesday. I'll get all of the logistics. So we talk about the teams after the games. And in this last nine minutes, I would want us to push agendas if we have some agendas to push. We know there's a lot of conversations going on in the group chats on Instagram and on Telegram. So if there's something you talked about in the group chats that you would want to voice out on the show, the floor is yours for you to say. Uh, I don't think there's anything. There's one uh, thing uh, still is not here, but Leroy Sane has arguably been Bayern's best player this season, arguably the best player in the Bundesliga this season. He's not selfish as Yusuf to some extent, but Stone mainly has tried to claim. Mm-hmm. And me and Chose will continue to fight against his slant. Yes, but I am calling out Stones and the Bridges' yeah. poor knowledge. I'm calling out their poor knowledge, both of those. It is shocking, bro. And we'll keep, we keep letting things like this slide all the time. Yeah. Like, I hate when he defend them, bro. Like, Stones, all he does is get loud, bro. But his knowledge is so bad, bro. It's disruptive. Bro. Yo. He, um, he goes too far with it. He goes I too far. Saying, and I'm the worst it. winger in the Prem. I am making it clear. I do not hide behind things, bro. The Bridge. Mm-hmm. Show, And Stern Ave. Whatever his name is. Avenue. Avenue, bro. You guys' born knowledge is shocking, bro. Shows, shows, shows. Relax, relax. With this, with this, with this um, Leroy Sane conversation, I think you guys are not analyzing the thing. He didn't, or I'm not saying Leroy Sane is the worst player for Dortmund, uh, for Bayern Munich. I'm not saying he I hasn't been one of the address players the, so far. The take All is, I'm trying to say is he has Kane, he has Harry Kane, and he's being selfish. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me, let me, let me, let me break something. So man can't shoot. Relax, exactly, relax, 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 relax. We are not telling him not to shoot. There has been incidents where there's, Look, not every shot has to be taken. If you are a winger, when you have hurricane, there are some things when your striker makes a run, you should provide it for your striker. Mind you, you posted this week that he had two assists, right? Do mm-hmm. you know in the game so far, without those two assists, he's only provided two assists in the league so far. In eight or ten games, he's had only two assists in the league. That's not his goal. It's situational, though. And he has eight goals. He has the highest expected assist for Bayern Munich. That's not bad. To me, let me play like this. I'm not saying he's been bad, bro. Understand, if you are supporting him to be someone who provides, he should have more than two assists so far, bro. Yusuf, 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 let me play like this. And in that game... In that game, he played selfless. That is why he had two assists. If you watch that game from start to finish, you would realize he had like a more... He, he was in his playmaking bag. If I you really count the Upamecano... I, I want to say something, yeah, because I, I think how people look at wingers and where I look at wingers is completely different and the mm-hmm. takes that people have with them. I think people think that, to me, or front three, I don't look at the winger, the striker, and the right wing. I think the whole front three... Together, they are a unit. Their job is to get goals. I do not care who between the front three gets the goals. I don't care between who the front three gets the assist. To me, they are a unit. Just like the back four, you defend together. To me, the front three is a unit. And they are responsible for getting goals and assists. I don't care if Sonny's getting one assist and 55 goals. Shows, I shows, don't care how it's happening. Sonny could shows, pull like a, like a zero shows. assist. If you had Hurricane, I don't care about none of that, bro. 
If you had Harry Kane, Erling Haaland, wait. If you had Harry Kane, Erling Haaland, Karim Benzema, you had like a Cristiano Ronaldo playing in the number nine role, and you have a, a, a Lewandowski or an Mbappe playing in the number, you would care who get the goals. No, because if your winger is trying to shoot and not provide for this world-class talent, shows you would be on this show screaming on top of your head for your winger. Then why are you calling out Sane and not Kobe? Because when Sane shoots, it's clearly you working. Said, I just said, if you're scoring goals, then it is working and it's okay. If you're being selfish, then that's different. I hate selfish players. Sane's clearly making the right decisions so when he shoots, he exactly scores, when he passes a good chance because he's got exactly. the highest expected assists. Like, people think that they and Sonny said that Sonny's just on some. No, nah, I don't want to pass the ball. I want to be selfish. I want to score goals. I want to this. Like, Sonny's he's a professional full player. He's under contract, bro. He wants to do the best he can with the force that he has. No, you can make that pass the ball. There are players who are professionals who pass the ball. Do dickhead shit on the pitch. So you can use that statement of like them. Like you, like you. you know? Mbappe, like Mbappe, Mbappe last season. Uh, uh, why? Yeah. Anthony's in on contract. Okay, but Anthony, he's shit. Isn't Rashford on contract? And two, Anthony doesn't mean that. Isn't on contract? Like, yo, we just spoke about Vinicius Jr. He's also on contract. These are bad examples. Anthony, he's bad at football. He doesn't dick it. He's just bad at football. It's not like he's not trying. He is trying. He's just bad. So what, what do you want from him? He's just bad. I think Rashford, both Sane and Kane, no Sane can score. Rashford, no can score. He's a bad run. Bad no, Harry Kane doesn't care, bro. Maguire, so you he's doing good right now. But when Maguire's doing bad, like I said, he's not like he's doing some dick. You know what dickhead shit is? You're seeing someone, instead of passing the ball like a sweaty or something, where you know someone's going to score, you're just being greedy, taking it on yourself. Dickhead shit so, is trying to dribble between four or five players thinking that you're shows, a little messy. Shows, That's what please watch them play. Like, you guys are like, this thing, this description you are making is Sane in some games. Like, I'm being real with you. I said this about, like, the uh, uh, Chelsea front line when they have strikers and not provide for them. Like, I said this about Kai Havers. The only reason why Leroy Sane isn't receiving a lot of backlash is because he's scoring. He's scoring, and but he, they they have they have a they have the potential to like do more than they are doing if he opens up his game. And, and I'm being does. totally honest. When he has the bro. chance to, he does. When he has the chance to, he does. That's what I'm saying. All right, all right, all right. We are about. We are about. It's about time. We've we have to end the stream. Final words. Shows. What are your final words? <laughs> I leave the final words to Yusuf. Uh, Joseph. Final words. Uh, like the video, subscribe, be here every week for PC footy. Uh, drop a like on the video. Wiley, Wiley, final words. Love yourself. Treat us the way you want to be treated. Call your mom because, you know. And also, Stone, VVD is not as bad as you think. You're just slandering him because of he's had bad games. Yeah. I will I will come next week. I'm, we're going to war on this because I'm – not gonna let this slide no more because the VVV VVV slander is ridiculous. Uh, I'll be part of that war. A day of worry is more exhausting than a week of work. So instead of worrying, put in the work, my people. Peace. 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 Uh, Peace.
Wiedersehen. Na, so endet's. <lacht>